Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. How's it going this morning? I hope you're all having a good Saturday. And we're going to do something fun again today. Yep, so last week we did uh, Bob's Burgers theme trivia, and now this week we're going to be going back to standard horror trivial pursuit. Mm-hmm. I know we said we are going to do more discussions about stuff, and maybe more movie reviews, but... This week has been kind of a crap one, would you say? Well, it's been busy for the most part, and that's I why mean, we haven't really got much to do with that. Yeah, because it's like you get up, you go to work for eight hours, you get out of work, and then your evening is spent planning on what you want for dinner and what movies you're going to watch or how you're going to spend the rest of your evening before you go to bed. So there really is just a limited things to do. There's not really so much unlimited things. We figured this week... We would do a fun trivia game. So we're going to go back to Horror Trivial Pursuit. and go back to our roots. Yep. (laughs) And is there anything you want to talk about before we get into the game? Um, well, I mean, I'm getting a tattoo done, another one, in two weeks. Yeah, that's two weeks from now. Like, anything you want to talk about that's up and coming, at least within Uh, the week. Well, I feel like that is up and coming, but okay, fine. Not much, other than that. I don't really have anything planned I mean, I just bought my tickets for the yeah. Ice Nine Kills concert that's coming up. Well, we bo- we both got tickets. Well, yeah, but you didn't want to go. I mean, you well, like yeah. you like Ice Nine Kills. There's going to be Motionless and White and, and Black Veil Brides. And I'm which... not a big fan of those guys, but I didn't know that a trade was going to be on it. So I was like, you know what? I'm, let me do this. I want to go and see this because I like both bands. Right. So at least... Did you like the other bands, Black Veil Brides and Motionless and White? I used to listen to Black Veil Brides when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I thought their style was kind of cool. Yeah. Motionless and White I haven't heard of, but I know one of their songs is getting to be pretty popular on TikTok, which is kind of... Weird. I mean, I would I would say it's weird, but, but have, you, have you heard of like Pierce the Veil, too? Yes, I've, I know Pierce the Veil. You hear about all the stuff that's going on with their concerts? No. What do you mean? So, Pierce the Veil, kind of like Motionless and White, has a popular song on social media. It's been used in a lot of TikToks and a lot of Instagram reels and all this stuff. So, when they announced their tour, they're they're the first band on the bill with the band that's, that they're touring with. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to these concerts just to see Pierce the Veil to just hear that one song. Which is kind of sad. Yeah, because what happens then is after Pierce the Veil plays and they leave the stage, over half of the venue is emptied. And they don't even stay for, I think it's I Prevail is the band that they're that's headlining. Yeah, which a lot of people like I Prevail. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's kind of shitty. I mean, you've had to go through that in oh, your time. Oh, trust me, yes. I've, I've had shows where we had, ugh, I, sometimes I hate going last because literally you never know who's going to be there. Or not. Right. And mostly when we do play last, when Grease Creepers play, we do have a good crowd, like, still. But there yeah. sometimes there are people that do leave, and it just doesn't seem right. Well, the thing is, too, is there's a difference between how, like, the, the crowds that you bring in as Grease Creepers versus the crowds you were bringing in when you were the Borns or other bands that hey, you performed with. we still with. had good crowds with that, too. I know there was some Yeah, but there was that. reasons for that, and... I'm not going to, like, name names, but in the Rochester music scene, at least, like, ten years ago, there used to be specific bands that would bring in large crowds, right? Well, less than ten years ago, but yes. Well, still. They would bring in these big crowds. They would be within the first two or three bands out of a five-band lineup, and your band would always be either second to last or last to play. So once that band had performed and left... 
they'd bring over half of the audience with them because all that audiences were there for was to see that one band play, which Mm -hmm. was really shitty. And I think to some extent they knew that they were doing that, despite the fact that they were the ones who were promoting the show, selling a lot of tickets, and were like, oh yeah, you know, we're playing at this show and we're going to be number one, two, or three. But here's the thing that I've learned, especially with playing music in front of people, is that as long as you're having a good time, I don't care if I'm playing in front of five people, 50 people, or even more than that. As long as I'm having a good time and there are people who are enjoying it, I mean, that's all that matters to me. I know. It just, it sucked. I would stay to watch you guys play, but then by the time you guys would go on, there would literally be like 10 or less people in the room. And that that's a shitty feeling to be like when you, but when was, you turn and look and like half over half the audience is gone. But honestly, you know? it never bothered me. I know it didn't bother you, but I know some people weren't too happy with it. And like, mm. I'm glad that Grease Creepers now is bringing in a big turnout well, with their th- audiences. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Grease Creepers is that I'm not saying this to be cocky and I'm not a cocky person honestly when it comes to playing music but since we've played as a band we've had like almost every show that we play we always have a big crowd you know we always yeah. have the crowd there's there's probably been like one or two shows where we didn't have that many people like i mean we played the mohawk place in buffalo and we've only had a few people watch us play and everything well yeah but and, at the same time it's different between like playing local and then playing outside of your area hmm. Well, we had yeah. a good crowd at the Thousand Islands, but that was a fun one. But other than that, no. I mean, every time we've played that I've seen, it never really, we've never disappointed. You know, and the crowd never really disappoint us. I mean, they were always there to, you know, support us, whether we knew them or not. And I think that's the great thing about playing Grease Creepers is that we do have a good turnout, no matter what. Yeah, and I think, too, that's why, like, certain bands today like at least ones that you've played with know how popular you guys are so that's why they put you last sometimes or at least like towards the end because they want the crowd to stay long enough to at least watch their bands play or see their bands play but that's always a trick a trickery thing too it's very tricky i get that yeah but it also doesn't help either that there's band time you know, like like when you plan an event and you're like, okay, doors open at 7, but music starts at 8. Music doesn't actually start till like an hour and a half later mm-hmm. because nobody's either on time or prepared and they got to take extra time to prepare or extra time to mingle before they get on stage. And it's like, we're getting old enough to also at this point, like some of the people that we've seen in the music scene for the past like eight plus years we're, we're all older some of us are parents now a lot of us have jobs that a lot we'll, of them have gray hairs but the still it's like the point is it's like we can't even stay out past a certain point in time so it would be nice if certain events would start a little earlier or at least on time like they're supposed to yeah if you have a three or four band lineup and you guys played like an hour-long set. Does it usually take 30 minutes or longer? Depending. What, to set to, up. To set up? I mean, depending. You know, like, if you got the drums and everything set up quickly, that's fine if it's already up there. Like, if if another band is sharing drums with another band, they don't have to worry about setting up the drums right away because sometimes that takes forever. So but would it cut time in half? It would actually... By doing that? It would be quicker, yes. Okay, so... Even if you guys played an hour and there was, let's say, a 25-minute intermission between bands for you guys to set up and do sound check, it shouldn't take, like, all night 
And things shouldn't end at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning anymore. Mm. I know that's how it used to be, especially for, like, younger crowds. And still is for younger crowds today. Yeah. But most of us can't hang like that anymore. We can't hang 10 like that anymore because right. we're getting old and, like, everything on us is, like, falling apart. Right. <laughs> it's, like, to some extent, we need to kind of, like, learn to adapt and change yeah. with the times, you know? Well, at least, At least... Change so that it benefits most of us and not just some of us. Exactly. Or at least benefited to those who were able to back then as opposed to now. Yeah. Well, speaking of now, how about we take this time now to actually start playing the game? Okay, fine. Mm. We were playing Horror Movie Edition Trivial Pursuit. And I know we go over the rules, but the object of the game is to be the first player to collect six cards. So we'll play for six cards... First person gets six cards wins. I'm not going to go over the rules because the way that they... Yeah. Well, not only have, I've already gone over them before, but the way that they want you to play is not how we're going to play. So traditionally, when you would play a game like this, you would either roll or pull a card, and you would ask the question, and if you got it right, you would keep the card and then move on to the next player. But Trivial Pursuit generally wants you to play a different way, and it's kind of weird. It is. So I'm not going to go into the rules of that, but that's essentially how we're going to play. Yeah. And we're going to roll a dice, and each side of the dice has a different color. So purple is monster, blue is gore disturbing, red is psychological, orange is paranormal, yellow is killer, and green is international. Which, we haven't watched a lot of international movies. I've been seeing a lot of interesting international movies on Shudder and Mm. Peacock. And all these like streaming services. I do eventually want to get into um, Asian horror because I know those are pretty interesting. I do want to check out that movie Train to Busan. Yes. And also, there is a movie that's kind of like innovative and definitely in Asian horror. It was a 1989 sci- like um, horror movie. What was that- it called? I forgot what it was called, but it had like a lot of stop motion with it. With the you know, like Godzilla. Not, I was gonna say because like it sounds that. like Godzilla. Not like that. Like a lot of like it was a human. It's like live action mixed with like um, stop motion, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's weird. I mean, I'll fi- I'll try to find what the movie is, but until then, let's start this game off. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Ladies first. All right. As I'm a gentleman. Oh, orange. Me. Sorry, my phone fell <laughs> along with the roll, so I rolled an orange, which is paranormal. Uh, yeah, 19th century. That's what they call it here. Oh. That's the answer! You. <laughs> oh my god. I'm too... I'm too... I'm, I know we don't play this game often, but what the hell. Alright, fine, fine. Shut up. Alright, so who directed Carrie 1976? Brian De Palma? Yes, you did. Oh shit! I just guessed. Oh shit! <laughs> well, oh, also dude. too, like, we... <laughs> I think Carrie was in the top ten of that 101 scariest moments of horror. Uh, yeah, it was. Duh. If it wasn't within the top ten, it was at least earlier. And I know they talked about Brian De Palma a lot in that. All right, so green. Green is international. Oh, God. In The Wailing 2016, what is the profession of the protagonist? Uh, carpenter. Nope. Um, think, sh- think civil servant. Slave. No. Oh. What do you mean, slave? Well, he's a civil servant. Si- si- he's a servant. No, there are certain position, certain positions within the community that are considered to be civil servants. Like what? Like name the ones. doctors, oh. lawyers. 
Oh, um, orthopedist. No. Um, That's your second guess. Which, by the way, we're only sticking to three guesses. We're duh. not doing this up and down bullshit like you were doing last time. No, it wasn't. Anyway, so let me do the next one. Um, what is it? What is it? Um, Baker. You said Baker? No. You got it wrong. What Police it? officer. Damn it, I was close. <laughs> you're like, no, you weren't. I gave you a hint. Like, you're like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Roll the dicey. Red. Which character in Cube helps design the cube-shaped prison? Quentin McNeil, David Worth, Dr. Helen Holloway, or Joan Levin? Is it the doctor? No. Got two more guesses. What were the others? So it's not the doctor. It's Quentin, David, or Joan. Quentin? Nope. Joan. Eh. Okay, so I got it wrong. (laughs) Haha, loser. I've never really watched the cube. I have never either. So, that's okay. I don't blame you. Okay. You roll. At least least you get an A for effort. Blue, which is gore and disturbing, which I know you don't care for. Uh, Shut up. Mm Mm-hmm. In the Midnight Meat Train 2008, what organ is removed from protagonist Leon Leon Kaufman to ensure his allegiance? Liver? What organ? No. Um, the guts? No. It's an organ that you wouldn't actually think is an organ. So don't think of like your traditional organs like the heart, liver, stomach, and lungs. Or other ones. Oh, god damn it. I'll give you another hint. It's in your head. It's not I, your brain. Oh, um, um, oh god, I hate this. I'm doing paradiddles with my legs. So um, far, you've only guessed two, so you got one. I know I got one more. Hold on. Don't you laugh at me. <laughs> um, you're so cute when you giggle. Just anyway. guess. Um, the stem cells. Stem cells are not organs, and you're wrong. It was the tongue. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. You said brain. It had to be up. No, 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 area. No. I said it's in your head, but it's not your brain. Like you and it's not an organ. upper or downer head. No, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Because you did this last time when we played the Bob's Burgers trivia. You kept doing this thing where if you couldn't guess, you would point up or down. And I'm like, I'm not doing this shit because it's going to take up too much time. It's going to cause a lot of dead air that I need to cut out. And we're not doing it. Colin's rolling his eyes. Mm-hmm. Remember what we learned we, we learn about this from you every time we play trivia. If you don't think, it just comes out. Okay, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Orange. I'm going to throw that dice. Mm-hmm. Just orange. Insidious. Okay. Dalton Lambert inherited his ability to astral project from which of his parents? Astral project, first of all. I did say astral project. You said astral project, and no. I'm like... It's astral project. Shut up. It looked like project. <laughs> His dad? Yes. Patrick was... Wilson's character, right? Yes, but what was his name? Oh, fuck me. I haven't even watched that movie yet. <laughs> no, I just know that it's Patrick Wilson. Fine, you got it. Okay. I'll just give you one point because that... His father, Josh Lambert, as portrayed by Patrick Wilson. Close enough. I yeah, got so two. so you get one point out of that, too. I got two, two cards now. Here, you roll. Go on. Yellow, which is slasher. Yes. Or killer. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here we go. Who directed both Terror Train and Turner and Hooch? Oh, 
Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, the guy who did Terror Train directed Turner Hooch? Yes. No. Yes. Who? You don't know? Do no. you give up? I Fuck, no. I mean, oh, I hate it. Was he the same one that directed Halloween or The Fog? No. Or wasn't John Carpenter? No. <laughs> who was John Carpenter? <laughs> who was John Carpenter? No. Um, That's your first guess. Uh, I don't like this. Give me the strength. Anyway, um... <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right, I give up. I'm going to butcher the last name, and I apologize if Just I do. Just say it. Roger Spottiswood. I don't know who that is. That's I okay. don't know who it is either. Apparently, he directed Terror Train and Tur- Turner and Hooch, which mm-hmm. I used to watch a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, I knew you were a Turner and Hooch guy. Mm-hmm. Girl, you mean? Whatever. You could be a guy. God, would you have to be Red. Uh, red. <laughs> At the... God damn it. I've given you all the easy cards. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Just read it. At the end of The Wicker Man, protagonist Sergeant Neil Howell. Mm-hmm. Howie. Wait, is it Howie? Howell. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Howie with an I. Neil Howie uh, recites what palm? Palm 23, palm 34, or palm 19? First of all, there's psalms. Oh. And I don't even know which psalm it is because I'm not religious. Just guess. I don't. Just guess, lady. Wait, there's options? Yes. 23, 34, or 19. If you guess it right, you are religious. So don't guess it right. Mm-hmm. 34? Nope. 19. Nope, it's 23. Yeah, I don't get it. See, I don't know these things. <sighs> because I'm not religious. But well, that's okay. I mean, We're not, not. I'm not religious either, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean... I was just joking. I'm not... You, but yeah. I don't subscribe to that book club, so I wouldn't I know. don't like that book club, so that's why I gave the subscriber back... Anyway. Purple. Purple, which is... Which? Monster. Yes! I get the best one. Okay, this one you should know. Let Me In 2010 was a remake of what Swedish film? Let the right one in. Yep, you got your first card. Yay! I'm going to come up. Mm. Which, by the way, Let the Right One In came out in 2008 and Let Me In came out in 2010. Yeah. I feel like in order for a remake to kind of be a thing, you need to give it some time since the re- release of the original film. Well, I think it's whatever because literally if it's popular enough, they'll remake it, you know, within a couple of years. But it's almost the same movie though, isn't it? It's just almost, Let Me In is I the like more- it. I really I like the both the original and the remake. And then they just released the movie. Let the right one in. Or not the movie, the show. Yeah, which I actually want to check that out. Where's that? What's that on? I don't know. I I'll have to look out. it up. Anyway. I do. Another show I want to check out is the uh, interview with a vampire that they just made on, on AMC. On AMC, yeah. Yeah, I want to check that out because it looks intriguing. All right, ready? Yeah, go on, Lane. Orange. Wait, do I ask this one? Or- yes, oh, yeah. it's my turn. Okay. In Insidious... <sighs> What does Elise Rainier call the purgatory realm where Dalton Lambert is trapped? The Red Room? No. Fuck. Two more times. What's the room or what's the space? I don't know. Just come up with two names. I don't know. I, again, I've never, I haven't watched Insidious. Do you give up? Yes. The Further. The Further? What the fuck kind of name is that? I don't know. It's. I think it's further. <laughs> it's further I think it's than stupid. You, I think it's anyway. further than you think. Here, you roll. Oh, okay. Blue, which is gore and disgusting. What was the tagline for The Fly? It was also spoken in the film by Veronica 
as a warning to the girl Seth brings back from the bar. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, um, you'll never know what you're going to get? No. Um, no. Um, the tagline. Oh, good luck with that. Nope. No. Um, well, let me set the scene for you, okay? So I do remember Seth, he ripped the guy's arm off. Yeah, so Seth. Seth goes to a bar, and you can tell he's already been gone to start looking a little disgusting. He wins an arm wrestling match in the most brutal way possible. Rip the guy's arm takes out. Takes the girl back home, starts to become even more gross and disgusting, and as she runs away from his apartment, she bumps into Gina Davis, who says something, and then the girl leaves. Hmm. So, what does Gina Davis say? I don't know. I never really seen the tagline. I forgot what she said in the movie because I do remember. It's that a movie. very iconic tagline and quote. Oh, uh, be careful what you wish for. Nope, that's your third guess. <sighs> be afraid. Be very, very afraid. afraid. Fuck! I, knew, I told you you're gonna kick yourself. I would have gotten that one. Shut up! <laughs> I didn't get that one. You're so- Yellow. In Friday the 13th, what character is revealed to be the killer? I swear to fucking. God. The first one, right? Yes. The Mrs. First Voorhees. One. Mm-hmm. Give me the card. <laughs> like, give me the card. That's it? Okay. I'm winning. Winning! <laughs> Red. Which one? Is that my favorite? Red is psychological. I like psychological. Let's bring it. <laughs> what is the profession of the character Adam Kesher in Mulholland Drive? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest roles in filmmaking. Okay. I've never seen Mahalo Drive. Yeah, but the profession that he has is one of the biggest roles in filmmaking. Oh, director? Yes. <gasps> yeah! Woogie boogie! <laughs> there you go. Thank you, honey. All right, my turn. Wait. Oh. Orange. Orange, you glad I'm here. What color is the recurring raincoat in Don't Look Now? Yellow? Nope. The raincoat in Don't Look Now? Yeah. Keep Wait, isn't it like a clear raincoat? Just it's translucent. No, no, just keep going. Come on, you got two more guesses. What colors? Say it. Say it. <laughs> Wait, there's two colors on it. No, I'm saying you get two more guesses. Name two colors. I already guessed two. Okay. I get one more. All right, one more. Come on. Uh, Come on. red. Yes. Okay. Fucking Christ, lady. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You're so hard. I got two more. And- yep, yep, yep. Nope. And not in a weird way. Green? Okay, you're probably not going to know this one, but who directed Satan's Rhapsody? Oh, I don't know. Is this someone that I know? Nope, probably not. Alright, then say it. Nino, and I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but Nino Auxilia? Oh, yeah, I don't know that. (laughs) I'm sorry if I mispronounced that last name. I'm not good with Well, that's why we call you Aaliyah the Butcher Jones. Yeah, no. (laughs) I need two more in order to win. Purple, my favorite. <laughs> You're such a nerd. In Frankenstein, 1931. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking What's your problem? You. <laughs> it's just your randomness. You're like, yeah. Like, you had one. Anyway. <laughs> In Frankenstein, 1931, yeah, what is the first name of Dr. Frankenstein? Henry? Yes. Yay! Shut up! <laughs> I'm almost there. I don't like your victory sound. You're like, well, we got Frankenstein tattoos yes, recently. Yes, we do. Our anniversary yeah. gift K- for K- one another. Kiss it. No. Wait, K- Mrs. Frankenstein's pissed. 
Green. What's that? What's that again? International. <laughs> I hate it. What is the name of the vengeful entity that emerges from a well in Ringu? Oh, um, the little girl? Yeah, but it's not the American version, so it's not it's Samara. The Asian, yeah, Samara. Oh, that's her name, Samara. No, oh, it's not. Damn it. It's a different name in the original. I wouldn't even know how to give you hints for this one. Rachel? Nope. How many guesses? Well, you already guessed once. All right. Um, Elise? It's not an American name. Okay, fine. I don't want to be mean or offending anyone if I say the name like wrong. Do you give up then? Oh, for the sake of humanity and not offending anyone? Yeah, sure, why not? Sadako. Almost sounds like Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't want to give that to you as like a hint. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Oh, wait. What are we doing? Oh, yeah, what are you doing? We're losing track of whose turn it is to roll. It's... Tell me who is who. Yellow. The Night of the Hunter, 1955, was filmed in black and white or colored. Black yeah. and white? Yes. I win! Shut up! Yay! <laughs> Yay! You're like a little kid who's just like, in your face! I will say, this is like a pretty quick game. Yeah? Do you want to play another? I don't know. I mean, I feel like for the sake of time, this was a fun round all overall. Yeah, well, you know what? We can do that because we... To keep the ball rolling with this episode, we're going to play a round of Nightmare for Christmas Trivial Pursuit. Now, we did play this game relatively recent, but I feel like it'll still be fun to play it just for funsies. So, yeah. Same rules as the last time. This is why I should watch the movie before I play this game ever. Well, not even watch the movie. You sh there's, I know there's a... Behind uh, the scenes stuff, I know. Yeah, like... There's an episode of the movies that made us on Netflix where they actually talk about uh, Nightmare for Christmas. So that was pretty interesting. And then just like the last one, there's a colored dice and each side has a different category. So blue is trick or treat, red is songs, which it actually looks pink on the dice or on the die. Yellow is behind the scenes, purple is Pumpkin King, green is Christmas Town, and orange is Halloween Town. Mm -hmm. And I actually did buy the book long live the pumpkin queen i haven't read it yet mm. but as soon as i'm done with the joe hill book that i'm reading i will watch or read that one next well read the joe hill book book quick and then get to that one it's your destiny i'm gonna say you can't see this side can you honey i'm blind i'm good all right well <laughs> i just want to make sure so you don't see the answers in the back but i'll go first since you went first last time okay yay halloween town yay i might get it Oh. Actually, <laughs> you to give it to I, me. I almost handed it to you, forgetting that this is how we play, and I just described the rules. <laughs> when Jack displays the gift box at the Halloween town meeting, the Harlequin demon wants to know if it's filled with what? Uh, filled with rats? Nope. Filled with filled with bombs? No. Filled with I don't know. You give up? Yes. A pox. A pox? Like yeah. chicken pox? A pox. How delightful a pox. That's how I believe the song goes. Weird. But okay. Mm. Alright. A pox. Okay. Blue. Trick or treat. Alright. Do it up, lady. Oh, wait. This is me. Yeah. You um. read the question. I have to guess. Alright. Let me see. What color are Oogie Boogie Skull decorated dice? Red and black. Well, you're right, but it's not black. It's just red. Oh. Well, it's... What color... Okay, yeah, yeah, well, I got red and black. Yeah, so, ha. Mm. It's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough. 
All right, ready? Yeah. Green. Wait, why am I rolling? It's your turn. Oh, yeah. I am so tired. Well, and you I haven't. Ha! Ah! You got green, which is Christmas Town. I'm so tired because we're recording this at like what? 11 in the morning? Well, 11.20. Well, that clock is like 15 minutes early, so it's about 11 ish. 11.06. Yeah, so I woke up like an hour and a half ago. And I've and, been up since 6. Yeah, and I'm tired. And I I'm haven't. A freak of nature. I've, I've been. Actually, no, I've been up since 7.30. Okay. Yeah, go on. All right, so you got Christmas Town. As a horrified boy watches, what is the giant snake Jack has left as a gift swallowing? Oh, um, is it a head? No. Oh, swallowing. So you remember the big, almost sandworm-like snake that he leaves at the one house? Mm-hmm. You could see on the silhouette the snake is, like, swallowing eating gifts? something. Right. No, swallowing something else. The tree? Yes. There you go. Yay! Got it. It's the morning. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Trick or treat. All right. What animal follows Sally as she sadly thinks about Jack? A cat? What kind of cat? A black cat. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Almost thought you were going to say meow. No. <laughs> Please don't do that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Yellow, which is behind the scenes. In case no one saw what I did, I pretend to throw up the dice. Oh, you should know this one. Who performed the singing voice of Jack Skellington? Um, Danny Elfman. Yes. Yay, I'm winning. Hey, did I beat you in the last game? No. I thought I... All right, wait, are you talking about the last time we played? Probably. I think I did. And then you got really mad because I barely know anything about Nightmare Before Christmas, but I got lucky. Yeah, because a lot of the times, again, you... Like, when you stopped thinking about things, the answer just came to you. Yeah. So I think when I play trivia games or whatever, I should just stop thinking. All right, my turn. (laughs) Pumpkin King, which is purple. Uh, my favorite color. As Jack rides through the Halloween Town crowd on Halloween night, what does he swallow? A torch. What kind of torch? A lit torch? What kind of torch is there? There's more to the torch than just a torch. Uh, what torch? A magical torch? Like, what kind of torch well, is you, it? You got the torch right. It's a flaming torch, you flame. Okay, a lit torch is the same thing. I mean, you have to be kind of correct with this, so you have to say the exact thing. All right, your turn. Roll. Halloween Town. Oh, Christmas Town. Oh, Green is Christmas Town. <laughs> As snow covers Halloween Town, the vampires play ice hockey using what for a puck? Oh, um, a head? Nope. Um, a bat? Nope. Um, uh, as a hockey puck, what do they play ice hockey with? I'm trying to figure out. Hold on. Um, a skull? Nope. It's a pumpkin. I was about to say pumpkin. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are you laughing at me? Am I paying? No, it's just the way you said it. I was about to say pumpkin. God damn it. I was about to say pumpkin. God damn it. All right. My turn. I should talk like that for now on. God damn it. That was funny, though. Shut (laughs) up. Stop laughing at my pain. All right. Ready? All right. Yeah. Go on. Pumpkin King again. Pumpkin King. I'm waiting for songs to come up. What's this? What's this? Mm. Oh, uh, when he slides into Christmas Town, what does? <laughs> you just said it, didn't you? No, when he slides into Christmas Town, what does Jack pluck from the air? A snowflake. Yeah, Yay. that's why it goes into the song. What's this? What's, What's this? this? There's white shit everywhere. 
I mean, that's not how the song actually goes, but I know that TikTok a couple years ago was doing that when uh, Christmas season rolled around. Yeah. Your turn. There's my shit everywhere. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> Songs! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you sound so cute when you get excited about shit like that. Okay, how many song titles have the word Christmas in them? Um, fuck. Um, Actually, I think we had this question last three, time. No. Four? No. Is it almost every every song? No. Oh. Actually, it's very, very little, surprisingly. Two? No, one. <gasps> fuck! <laughs> right? Making Christmas is the only song with what? the word Christmas no in it. No way. Yes. Ah, fuck me. Fuck me. All right, ready? Yes. My turn. Songs again! <laughs> hey! Songs! There you go. That's your voice when you do that. Just ask me the question. I just want to see what the answer is. You can look at it when you're done asking. In the Shimming song, Log, Shock, and Barrel sing that they'll throw Santa Claus in a box and wait, bury wait, wait, him wait, for wait, a Wait, 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 wait. What was the name of the song again? In the what song? The Scheming song, actually. I actually In the Scheming s- song? I said Sheeming, but yeah, it's in the Scheming song, Log, Shock, and Barrel saying that they'll throw Sandy Claus in a box and bury him for how long? Kidnap the Sandy Claus, lock him in a box, bury him for 90 years, then see if he talks. Yay! Shut <laughs> up. I know my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Give no. Me, give me a kiss. No. <laughs> yeah, you're cute one, when you two, can be. Three, four, five. I got five. I need one more le- left to win. Of course she wins. Yeah. All right, your turn. She fucking loves Nightmare Before Christmas. She could have picked any movie to like, to love. But First of all, unless they start coming out with another Christmas version, Town. Unless they start coming out with another version of Trivial Pursuit that we can play on a horror movie podcast, then come talk to me. But until <laughs> then, these are the only two that we have. All right. Christmas if they, Town. If they do a Trivial Pursuit of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I'll get it. That would be interesting. That would but be I don't cool. think that there's enough I think in there the is. fandom. I think there is. All right. We'll see. It depends. Anyway, you got you rolled green for Christmas Town. What does Zero bring to Jack as he lies in the cemetery on Christmas Eve? Um, a hat. No. This is after... Uh-huh. So, after Jack... Gets exploded from the sky and oh, yeah, falls yeah. This into was the cemetery. After his realization that yeah. he shouldn't be Santa. Um, oh, was it something Halloweenish? No, it's a part of his body. Oh, a bone. What kind of bone? Hand. Nope. A leg. Nope. I think you already guessed three because you guessed a hat and then a leg and. Fuck. All right. His jawbone. God damn it. And then he sang. Fuck. Yeah, and then he I sings. Wish you told me that part. And then he sings "Poor Old Jack," which is a very underrated song in the whole. All right, movie. all right, go on, go on. Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. Christmas Town. You're so salty today. <laughs> I'm a salty bitch. Anyway, so shut up. Anyway, <laughs> you are so salty today. I'm sodium bitch. <laughs> I'm that sodium bitch. Anyway, uh, what, ready? Uh, yes, I am ready. Hold on. What animals can be seen riding in the third car of the Animals Town train? Of the Christmas Town train. What animals can be seen? Yes. In the third car of the Christmas Town train. Yes, I just asked this. Bears. No. Two more. Tigers. No. Nope. Lions. 
What is this? What's our boss? Come on. <laughs> oh my. What, um, what is it? I already guessed my three. Reindeer. What it, kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> Honey, it's Christmas Town. You should have guessed reindeer the first time. Yeah, but they're making toys for kids. Who the fuck wants a reindeer doll for a toy? I had one when I was a kid. I love reindeer Here. dolls. Bullshit. I, it was Rudolph when I was a kid. I remember I had a plush toy of Rudolph. Just roll. It was so cute. I was such a beautiful child. Pumpkin King. Oh, fuck off. All right. When Jack first hears Santa mentioned in Christmas Town, he thinks his name is what? Sandy. Sandy Claus. Yep. Yeah. Ha! Got it. Mm. So you got three, so you're getting there. I'm almost there. I got three more. You're not going to win. Well, unless I get things like behind the scenes and other shit that's like vague and obscure like that last one. No. And I get behind the scenes. God damn it. Uh, see, I got lucky. Go. Just read me the cr- question. I thought you said read me the cruddy. All right. Read the- me the question, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> where was the Tim... Where? Oh, no. What? Where was the what? You might get this. Anyway, where was Tim Burton employed when he wrote the poem that inspired the final film story? Disney. Yeah, you won. Have you heard about what Tim Burton said recently about Disney? What? I mean, I'm sure it probably is not thing good, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of pretty much said that, you know, working for Disney is like working at a deranged circus. Well, I feel like like everyone feels salty about Disney because how they treat yeah, I mean, Disney's like a monopoly at this point. Well, you know, you they... remember, who, the, the man who started it all was the most saltiest person. Yeah, but the thing is about the Disney Corporation is they're, they've become pretty much a monopoly. Like, when you're buying other production companies and you're buying the rights to, like, other movies and such just so you can profit and market it and yeah. push out more movies for it then yeah you become a, a monopoly well, that's why george and, lucas doesn't feel so great about disney well also too remember tim burton directed that live action dumbo movie which that was essentially the movie that made him was where he was quote, quoted saying that disney is like a uh, monopoly a monopoly run by a mouse <laughs> it's like very fucked up and weird and he's like you have no creative freedom to really do whatever you want yeah. which yeah because it's disney and yeah. it is as weird as it is i try not to think too long and hard about disney but i have what like watched youtube conspiracy videos about disney and all the weird shit that's happened in their history which is very interesting it's interesting source material for like entertainment but anyway <laughs> So yeah, but other it's, than that, um, yeah, yeah. But other than that, we uh, played two games so far. Yeah, we played two games. So hopefully that's enough trivia for us to last us a good while before we come back with another trivia episode. But I know a lot of people like the trivia games that we play. Yeah, and it's fun to play them. I again, I do try to plan out some conversational discussions like reviews and such if they had a universal monsters trivial pursuit that'd be pretty sweet that would be fucking cool you know there's that's a whole other i was gonna say come on trivia pursuit get on that right like there's a whole other oh what's it called universe for yeah it's like each each subgenre of horror has its own almost universe. So, like the Universal Monsters, the A24 Company, um, the Slasher 
uh, franchises. Like, that itself is, like, its own fucking universe. And especially when you start to cross over movies with one another, then, yeah, it really becomes more of a universe in that sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty interesting. But I think it would be cool if we try to look into, like, other games we can play. And I actually was thinking of something the other day, too. And I'll I'll put in a poll for this episode to see if you guys would be interested in this. So, as we all know, or I feel like at this point in time, you know, we're active on Instagram, we're active on TikTok. How would everybody feel if we did a weekly game night? So instead of doing these as episodes where you don't actually see us play, what if we did like a live stream every week where we played? And then maybe once in a while we'll bring on a guest like for game night um, and we'll do like a live stream event on our social medias. Oh, that could work. What do you think? I'd probably I'd be down. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Yeah. Because this way, you know, people will get to tune in and interact and I mean clearly if we're playing trivia we won't look at the comments for answers but at least like if people want to tune in and watch and play along but you know I think it would be fun yeah I'm down yeah so that could work yeah all right as I said oh a second ago we are on TikTok we're on Instagram and we've made quite a few Uh, leaps and bounds on the social media so i'm very glad that people are actually like following and tuning in on the social media aspect of the podcast and i do want to give a couple of shout outs to some content creators that we have followed and follow us back and have been i would say arlie grind for sure arlie grind from the ghoul kids table has been amazing he's really cool to like I love his videos, yeah. and he and his podcast follow us on TikTok. And if you haven't listened to them already, go ahead and do so because they're really fucking cool. And Bella Lugosley, the drag queen on TikTok, she does a lot of horror stuff. She talks about like horror scenarios, and recently she's been thinking about doing a horror book club on TikTok. And I recommended a couple suggestions, but I definitely support the idea of doing a horror book club. Yeah, because I think that would be really fun to do. And a couple of books that I recommended was Adam Caesar's uh, books, The Clown in the Cornfield. And he actually just came out with a sequel to that recently that I want to check out. Mm -hmm. So those are the few that I wanted to mention before we signed off, because I think they're pretty cool and they're Mm -hmm. worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. So, So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening to us, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Yep. And tune in to the next episode. Other than that, it has been the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Aaliyah. Signing off saying, The fuck is this? There's white shit everywhere. What's this?